Hello, this is Roy Lilly. You know, I'm gobsmacked. I really am. I know I'm supposed to be writing about health and social care, but the disgusting avarice of water companies is beyond description. They've exploited us. They've ripped us off, lied, fiddled, cheated, drowned us in sewage, and now they've recruited an ex-Labour politician as their apologista, pledged to put it right, and have the brass neck to tell us we're going to pay for it with even higher bills. Water companies have robbed us of £58 million in pay and benefits over the last five years, and one of the bosses pays themselves nearly four million quid a year. In any civilised nation, these pirates would be behind bars, their wealth sequestrated and the water company's utilities back in public ownership by tea time. One of the advantages of having been around for a long time is I can remember when privatisation be first became a thing. It had been an economic concept since the 1970s, transferring state-owned enterprises to private ownership. The actual term privatisation was coined by the British economist and politician Sir Dennis Rook. Roke, I think he pronounced his name, Roke, D-R-O-O-K-E. He first used the word in a speech in 1980 during a conference at the Confederation of British Industry, the CBI. <laughs> I remember them. The Thatcher government realised huge sections of the national infrastructure had been installed and designed by the Victorians, actually Prince Albert, and it was falling apart. The railways, chunks of industry, water and sewage plants and all the rest, including telecoms. There was no way Thatcher was going to put up taxes to fix all that. The policy became bundle the utilities and other into companies, float them on the stock exchange and run them like a business. The investors and shareholders would pay for the modernisation and be rewarded through dividends and shareholdings. Well, we all know what happened. The railway system is more or less state-run again. Steel companies have melted in the face of international competition. You'd struggle to buy a British car. Gas and electricity have become a luxury. British Airways isn't really British Airways, British anyway, and the water companies, as far as I can see, make the Mafia look like a bridge club. Shareholder returns, management greed and dopey regulators. Housing, once run by councils, became social housing, morphed into some of the worst landlords and looked to be on their way back to the council. Which brings us to the NHS. NHS trusts. It was a Tory idea. Give them more management leeway, allow them to employ staff on local paying conditions. It was Labour who turned them into foundation trusts. There wasn't much of a difference with the exception of a tweak in their financial structure that might have made it possible for communities to buy shares in their local hospital. John Prescott allegedly was a fan. It never happened. Too daring even for Blair's Labour Party. Time has moved on and trusts have seen most of their independence eroded. What are the prospects for NHS privatisation? All of the big structural changes to the NHS that moved it closer to a market model were under Labour. Mainly Alan Milburn, their Secretary of State for Health. PFI was unleashed 
outsourcing and a persistent call for more partnerships with the private sector. Foundation trusts, originally envisaged as a new form of not-for-profit provider, were Milburn's idea pinched from Spain. Milburn is now an advisor to Centene, the US health giant buying up GP practices, and PwC, the management consultants, to assess them to assist them in quote growing its presence in the health market. It's easy to argue that the NHS finds itself in the same place as the 80s infrastructure, neglected, run down and beyond the Treasury to solve. 10 billion quid outstanding maintenance, one in five hospitals without any meaningful electronic patient records, a workforce that will cost millions to repair and millions more to develop. Get shot of it sell, even give away hospitals to the private sector, a franchise that spells out what they have to do. Nail in free at the point of need, an annual contract with quality assurances and Bob's your uncle. Revenues are assured, people are not going to need less health care, there are efficiencies to be invested in and margins to be made. Well, Labour are announcing their health policy today. Chalmer will say, and I link to his press release, and I quote, The NHS is not sustainable unless we make serious, deep, long-term changes. <laughs> I'll be reading the small print. Thanks for listening, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.